Hello again, and welcome back to Talking Flutes Extra, that rather strange podcast sandwiched every other week between the Talking Flutes ones, hosted by the lovely Claire Southworth. Yeah! Anyway, above the applause, 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 just a quick mention to the Stress and Mental Health podcast that Claire made last week. If you haven't managed to listen to it, then make a point of doing so. It's fab and a really important resource. Our inbox has been deluged this week with wonderful responses. So thank you. So, so, so thank you. Also, without giving too much away, stress anxiety is a subject that we will be returning to in a very big way later in June to coincide with a fantastic new free resource project for musicians that we've been working on. More to come soon. Right, in the show today, we have a pre-recorded interview uh, with the LA-based flute player and social media influencer, Gina Luciani, which I did on the hoof with her at the NAMM show in LA a few weeks ago. I wanted to hear more about her fabulous new project, Glow With Music, and also to understand a bit more of the rumour that had been doing the show that she'd been invited to play at Kanye West's gaff, Or, for those of you who, don't, who are not English, place or house that coming weekend now come a bit closer uh, by the way since this has been recorded gina has been a regular at the kenya west weekly gathering for the past six weeks and is enjoying every moment of being in the special band of musicians if you want to know more about what she's doing just check on her instagram or facebook page well i'm here at the marriott hotel in Anaheim and um, if you heard the NAM uh, podcast a few weeks ago you'll notice that I spoke to the wonderful flute player Gina Luciani and at the end of the podcast I'd noticed that she had a t-shirt on and a lanyard that said glow with music so I took the liberty of asking Gina if she could just give me a few more minutes so that we could talk about what is obviously a passion of hers. So, Gina, thanks again for hanging around. Of course. Thank you again for having me. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Glow with music. A, I just love the colours, but can you explain what the whole concept is? Yeah. I, what I, you know, with social media, I've been developing, you know, a following and being able to communicate and talk with all these different people from around the world and create a community which I found surprisingly has been very positive when most social media is quite negative especially when you're reading the comments so I don't know I'm very happy and grateful that that's what has uh, developed through social media but I found you know that music can really touch people whether you're a performer or you just like to listen to music and music can really help people and um, you know most of the time throughout your day there's music going whether it's in the coffee shop or in your car or whatever everybody loves and enjoys music so I came up with glow with music so basically I want to promote positivity through music that word glow is important isn't it yeah exactly because glow I just anytime you think glow it's always a happy positive meaning behind it and if anyone's ever seen what well, most of you will Gina's posts on Instagram and social media you know she's always smiling and she sat here smiling with a big glow and radiance <laughs> on her face yeah I, I usually have a smile on I guess it's, it's a good thing you know I'll probably get more uh, wrinkles that way but that's okay <laughs> it's a good thing it's a good thing 
So when you say social media and reading some of the comments, um, I think everybody that's listening to this is aware that social media can be a force for good, but it it also can really affect uh, certainly young musicians and women in general. What has been your experience and how have you coped with, as you say, some of the negativity that comes out, not valid negativity, but destructive, purely because somebody wants to be destructive? Yeah, it's unfortunate a lot of people uh, hide behind a screen, and we all know that that happens, and you can take the liberty of you know, reading comments for basically anybody, and you'll see negative comments. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, I feel like those the people that have the, that are doing the negative comments are typically not happy with themselves, and so I feel like that's more of a projection that they're going onto other people rather than actual negativity that they feel towards that person. They have to get the negative energy out in some way, and that's kind of how I coped with it a little bit more to realize, well, it really doesn't have anything to do with me. That's just how that person is, and they just feel the need, like maybe something is going on in their life. You never know what's going on in somebody's life, and maybe they're having a really hard time, and they're just projecting this negative energy. Um, but I just try to, you know, focus on the, the, the positive, and I mean in life in general, not even just social media, but just focus on the positive, surround myself with positive people, positive energy. That sounds so, this is very LA, positive energy. But, uh, you know, it, it's really true, and I, about, uh, I would say three years, four years ago, I tried to kind of cut out negativity in my life, whether that's people or things that I'm doing, whatever it is, and it's just been a lot better. Like, I've just been feeling a lot better and, like, surrounding myself in my, even my house with things that I feel are positive and a lot of light in, as silly as that sounds, but keeping the blinds open and everything like that, and it makes me feel a lot better. So I just like to concentrate on those things. You can never really change the negative most of the time, so why concentrate on that? And would you recommend people don't engage with someone that is posting something really quite personal or hurtful? Yeah, that's the interesting thing is sometimes it's just a, a dumb comment, but then sometimes you feel like it's really directed at you. Um, and that's that's harder to not uh, comment. The first thing that I would say is the 24-hour rule. So if there's something negative that comes out, wait 24 hours because there's been so many times I've wanted to respond right away because I get, you know, kind of fueled up and want to respond. But ultimately, if you wait 24 hours, you think about it, is it worth it? And typically, you're not going to think it's actually worth it, and it's better to just ignore the situation altogether. I love the idea of a 24-hour rule. Sorry? I, I could, there were so many passages. Yeah, I love the idea of the 24-hour rule. Yeah, I think it's a lot better. And, you know, just kind of taking time to really digest it and think at the end of the day. is Like, if I respond to them, is that going to make the situation better? Most of the time, it's not. And it's just, you know, engaging them is going to make the situation worse most of the time and do you think it's largely they the negativity comes from success or someone being jealous of success or is it just the mindset as you said of that person that they're just not feeling good about themselves and want to take it out on others yeah i definitely think it's that the only the time i will engage is if somebody is attacking one of my followers on my posts then i will that second be like there's no room for that here so um you know you call them out. Yeah, I definitely call them out if they're attacking one of my followers. If it's me, I can take it, but I don't want that negativity in the space at all. So how can people find out more about Glow With Music? 
Well, it is on social media, so obviously Instagram and Facebook, just, you know, Instagram.com slash GlowWithMusic, same thing with Facebook. You can also go on the website, GlowWithMusic.com, and really behind it, also classical music kind of has this connotation of just being stuffy and people are a little snobby, you know, things like that. And I just wanted to make music fun and relatable to all people, whether they are a classical musician, whether they just enjoy listening to music, if they like pop music, whatever it is, music can really bring people together. And that's what I loved about social media is I literally, I'll go live and I'll have people all over the world tuning live, tuning in live. So that's really cool, I think. You know, I literally have all continents well, other than Antarctica. <laughs> That's interesting, live feeds. Now, I've seen your live feeds, and you are right. There's so many people that are joined in. How do you follow the comments when they're asking you questions and it's coming down the screen? How do you work out which one to, to read out? Well, typically, I'll just stop for a while, or I'll stop, I'll, I'll go through the things that I saw, and then I'll go back. I'll say, okay, guys, hold on, let me just go back through these comments and say, yeah. You never answer mine. You always say hello, you never answer my questions. Yeah, no, but it's so sweet because everybody's like, hey, I'm tuning in from Brazil, or I'm tuning in from France, or whatever it is, and it's really cool. So It's a complete community thing, as you were saying earlier. Exactly, exactly. It's, like, it's a positive community built around music, and so that's exactly the reason that I wanted to create Glow With Music. And I love just the word glow. I'd never thought of it, of it as being a... It's, it's obviously a happy word, but taken in context with the word with music, it gives a completely different meaning to the word glow. Yeah, I think so. And I just, I just wanted it to be basically like if you're wearing the shirt, then you're trying to think of positive things. And you're also trying to make a positive impact on the world as well. Um, I mean, it's such a big deal. Like sometimes somebody is having a bad day and if you smile at them, even something simple like that, it can make them feel a lot better. So having this positive idea about you, like what you want to put out into the world, I think is really helpful. It's making your life better, but also making everybody else's life better, hopefully. So these T-shirts, wonderful colors. They sort of start with a sort of very vibrant light blue. Is it like? Yeah, it's like a teal light blue. Yeah, and it has a dark blue, then purple, and then pink. Graduates down. Mm-hmm. And can people buy your merch? Yes. Yeah, so I started with a lanyard, a T-shirt, and stickers. And I have a lot of other products that I am developing right now, so they'll be out very soon. But yeah, it's really exciting. It launched uh, a couple months ago. So in effect, all your followers and people that sign up to your community be walking around with the word glow yeah it's really fun because people have been sending me pictures of them in the shirt and so what I call it is a glow squad so I'll put it on my socials and uh, say oh so and so joined glow squad and it's just really fun to see everybody on there so going back to flute you are a very busy Hollywood recording artist and you play with so many people what's your projects that you got coming up well, okay, so I think I could talk about this now because this isn't going to come out for a while. Um, I'm actually going to be co- playing with Kanye West. Sorry. <laughs> two days. Two days I'll be with Kanye. Yeah. A flute player with Kanye West. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. Like, I, And it's been really fun because there's a lot of groups that you would never think flute players would play with. And, you know, one of my first really big gigs is that I played with the Wu-Tang Clan at Coachella. 
that was while I was still in grad school. And, like, obviously, Wu-Tang, flute, that doesn't usually go together. So it's been really fun that I get to do a very diverse... Uh, I have Everything's very diverse, all my gigs. I'm seeing you very differently. Wu-Tang and Kanye West, Hans Zimmer. I mean, where does it stop? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. So it's just it's really fun. And then just doing, like, pop things as well. And then getting to work with a lot of, like, very notable composers as well in the film world. And it's just it's really cool to be able to have this big span between classical and pop and hip-hop and rap and, you know, all of that. You mentioned when we spoke last time that often... Uh, when you're expecting to do some recording you don't necessarily have to go in with the orchestra you can do it remotely how does that work yeah I have a whole remote setup at my house so a lot of times what will happen is that the composer is either in another country so they can't come to me or yeah they probably can't it's going to be very expensive obviously to come to LA or to have me go there so they'll have me record in my home studio and then sometimes also in L- there's a lot of composers in LA that have a tight deadline and they'll say, can I give it to you in the morning? And you have it done that night. And I'm, you know, assuming I'm free, I'm able to do that. So it saves them a lot of time rather than having to book the recording studio and the recording engineer. I do it all myself. Are you playing it blind or do you get s- stuff to play with over the top? Or is it completely solo and they mix up? Uh, they typically will give me like whatever they have so far, like a MIDI. Um, and then they'll give me a click. Um, and I'll usually play on top of that. And sometimes they'll also have me layer myself. So what, basically what that means is like maybe there will be multiple flute parts. Maybe it's flute, piccolo, alto. It, you know, there's always different things. How hard is it to be a young female musician in Hollywood to get that work? Uh, you know, it took a while to build up. Um, I'm very fortunate and thankful that it has worked out. I've been out of school now for, for, from my master's for about five years. And this is what I've always wanted to do. So I worked really hard and built the connections that I needed. But one thing that's interesting, everybody always asks, like, oh, you must have, like, an agent or a manager or something like that. Or you, there's just one person you audition for. But I'm getting work from all different people all the time. My taxes, by the way, are a pain in the butt because there, I have all these forms coming in from all these different places. And it's, it's pretty crazy. It's very unusual for a musician not to have an agent. It is, but in my line of work, I don't know anybody who does have an agent, so that's just the way it is, is word of mouth. Because everything can be last minute. Yeah, everything is very last minute. Uh, I, I mean, I've literally gotten a call that has woken me up, and I've had to be at, a, a, at the studio or at a rehearsal within an hour. Wow. Cranky. <laughs> so name some of the popular film work that you've done. You did the um, David Attenborough, was it Blue Planet you were on? Oh, I, I did uh, Planet Earth 2. Yeah, some beautiful flute music on there. What else have you been playing on? Uh, this fall, there was a horror movie called The Nun. And then there was a show on Netflix called Maniac with Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. And it was actually really fun because I was in Spain when it was coming out and there were billboards everywhere. I was walking through like downtown Barcelona and I literally... in just I don't know 20 minutes I saw 20 to 30 posters of it and it was just odd that I'm like halfway across the world and I'm seeing a project that I was working on. Is it quite weird when you sat watching the film and you hear yourself having been mastered and is it really strange and what's it feel like? Do you get the hairs on the back of your neck? (laughs) I'll be honest I get a little distracted uh, at least the first time because I'm like listening 
to me and seeing like does it sound okay you know and, and hearing how also how they you know mastered everything how everything came together and put together it's it's really cool to actually hear that or like when you're actually in a theater especially is really exciting to hear yourself on the big screen and one thing that was really funny is two years ago I played on a film and I recorded it at my home studio and then it was in theaters and so just this thing I recorded on my own that I sent you know we did about nine hours I think of remote recordings that I did that I sent in but then it's like on you're in the theater on the big screen and you're hearing yourself uh, as the soundtrack is just crazy. What was really cool for me is watching Blue Planet and knowing that when you hear the flute and it is so gentle, isn't it? It's beautiful. Knowing that's Gina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just very exciting. Like, I love doing that. I love being able to be a part of so many different projects. And they're all different things. Like, I, I know right now at Sundance, I have a couple things playing there. And it's, it's just really fun to work on a lot of different projects. So what advice could you give to people graduating or not even graduating that really want to get into music but are just overawed with the the complexities as they see it of the whole process what advice could you give to enable them to at least begin well I think the biggest thing is to realize like what you truly love in music what do you like to do do you love chamber music do you love playing in orchestra? Do you love playing solo? Like, first figure that out. Also, you know, if you see a niche that is not being filled, figure out a way to fill that niche. And, you know, just follow, don't follow what other people are doing and think like, oh, the only way to be successful is to do X, Y, or Z. But like, you should just do what makes you happy. And that's ultimately how you're going to be successful because typically musicians that are unhappy aren't going to be doing it for very long that I know of. Maybe, maybe, but not not very many that I know. So to all the musicians that you know, Gina, do they glow with music? <laughs> I would say so. I think everybody absolutely loves what they do. And, I mean, it is very hard what we do. So if you didn't love it, I don't think you would stay doing it for very long. It's a, You know, it's very stressful. Typically with the recordings or even live performances, you're getting the music so last minute you have to be really on top of it all the time. It's not like an orchestra job that you would have the music at least a week ahead of time, usually. I mean, sometimes it's sooner than that, but uh, most of the time you have time to look at it. And sometimes I'm recording and I get the music five minutes before I'm playing. So. Good grief. What's Your sight reading must be amazing. <laughs> I've built it up over the years. I used to be a terrible sight reader, actually. So uh, it's been something that I've had to work on a lot, but now I'm, I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And as always, I've, I've overstayed my welcome. No, no. <laughs> it's been wonderful to talk to you again, Gina. And, you know, I'd love an excuse to come back to L.A., but you're always busy. I will always make time for you, so you should definitely come back. <laughs> thank you, Gina. Thank you, and best wishes to everybody. Oh, thank you. Thanks again for having me. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you once again to Gina for taking the time out at the Busy Nam show to have a chat with little old me. If you've got a few moments, try taking a look at her website, which is fabulous. GinaLuciani.com, which is G-I-N-A-L-U-C-I-A-N-I.com. And there you'll be able to check out all her flute playing links, videography, tips, and also her Glow With Music project. Next week... 
Claire is back with Talking Flutes. Yes! Looking at the huge subject, that is articulation. I'm not sure we should have had a drum put there. A, a, drum, a drum tap there? No, not that one. Let's try another one. <laughs> I don't think that's great for articulation, but I'll leave that in anyway. Uh, so, as I said, Claire will be back with articulation for the flute player next week. So make sure that you download the podcast next Monday. I'll be back in two weeks with my Talking Flutes Extra. So until then, wishing you a wonderful and musical week ahead. Goodbye. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.